All right, everybody, welcome back to another week of Ghost in the Scene, the only ghost-friendly and free podcast. I am your host, Gio, and I am back with my co-host, Rob. How's it going, Rob? Ladies, gents, non-binary exes, um, I'm feeling vindicated. You know, Gio and I have been doing this show, and we've been giving you the truth. And we still get emails of people um, asking questions or just flat out trying to call us out. Um, you know, but time and time again, uh, the truth just comes out. You know, at times we don't even have to say anything because guess what? It, it comes at us uh, full throttle. And specifically, I think, you know, this last Tuesday, this super Tuesday, you know, this supercharged Tuesday. Mm. It's like the, you know, this Tuesday can jump over skyscrapers in a single bound. And I think that's what we saw. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing that we never thought to account for. And we even mentioned it, which really, really grinds my gears. You know, the horse teeth that's that, you know, skeleton Joe Biden has in his skull. Now, those are, are, are the kind of horse teeth that they would have in a Budweiser commercial, right? These are the kind of horses that are pageant-winning horses. And it's kind of like the Jim Carrey in The Mask, where he has those giant teeth. I think Joe Biden takes a little note from Jim in the 90s and you know, has some kind of surgical surgery to kind of either recede his gums higher or, you know, a pull to make his teeth longer. And I didn't account for that. You know, the, you know they say in the 60s when the debate between Nixon and, and JFK, you know, it was heard over the airwaves. They're like, oh, you know, Nixon, he's smart. He won. But when you get to see JFK, the wizardry, the spell, the way his robes, the sash, the hat, you know, everything combined and you're entranced. And that's how he, he got you. And that's how Biden got Super Tuesday. You know, he, he was able to deflect bullets with his teeth. I, I mean, it, to catch up those who may not be in the scene um, as much, or maybe you just forgot because there's so much going on. You know, this is the result of Joe's humiliation uh, in the early primaries, putting him on the express ticket on the reverse underground railroad. And now we see this magic already working. Exactly. Already, you know, he is on in the first class car. Um, you know, and this is a man who constantly talks about trains. This man is on trains all the time. Uh, he's like published in train magazines. So you know this guy you know, Skeleton Joe knows the ins and outs. He knows how to, you know, which porta potties, you know, which restrooms have the shortest lines. Mm -hmm. So he's in, he's out. Uh, and knows this train back and forth and you can see the results. I mean, the thing about it is that this is a guy who was the leader of the pack, right? The alpha, the one who was, Everybody was the, the darling of everybody. He had to humiliate himself for like five straight debates, right? He had to just get shat on and shat on and flubbing words and sucking his wife's finger on stage and, you know, talking about corn pop and, and talking about all these different 
insane stories, right? Not knowing the Declaration of Independence, all adding up to people abandoning him, right? He humiliated himself. We knew. We knew. Nobody else understood what he was doing. We got the strategy. The only person that could understand that was probably like Kanye West or, or, or Roseanne Barr. But they weren't, you know, asked. Nobody asked them about Joe Biden. And I don't understand why. They're experts. But, you know, we knew. And I'm glad that we had the foresight to tell everybody, you know, to prepare them. Because this was something that was written on the wall. You know, you humiliate yourself, you get a golden ticket. And it's, you know, you're not going to the, the Willy Wonka chocolate factory, going to a White House, a, a white chocolate factory. It's a little different, but it's kind of the same. Yeah, but I want to say, like, I don't think we're also saying that this is a foregone conclusion that, that um, you know, this, that, that Skeleton Joe has this in the bag. I think we're seeing some strong magic at play. Um, but this isn't over. You know, this, the, we're going till July. Um, there's a lot that can still happen. Stone Cold Bernie Sanders is still in the race. Um, you know, it's a chilly day here um mm. where i'm at in the bay area and i can't disclose my location um please don't but it's it's gotten chilly you know suddenly the weather has turned from sunny warm california to to a little bit of a chill and, and you know and we always as we know stone cold bernie sanders took uh the great state of california and is now putting you know a little bit of cool on it and that's for, for the betterment of all of us. You know, we get really heated in politics. And I think, you know, a cold front is something that we kind of need every now and then just to, to cool our, our jets, man, you know? And there is still time for Stone Cold Bernie Sanders to gaff. And, for, you know, he could fall down a flight of stairs on a banana peel, not hurt himself, but, you know, he could land on his feet. A bird could, could poop on his face, just like the Bernie Sanders of, of 2016. We could have something you know, monumental that will catapult him like a literal catapult into the White House. So it's not over. We have way more predictions, prophecies that we're working through right now. You know, ancient Mesopotamia was very, you know, heavy on Bernie. They're Bernie bros. That's for sure. And so all, all of the ancient, you know, scripts and, and texts that we found, they're pointing to, um, like you said, July, Independence Day. Being, being a pretty big event. And July is also the start of the 2020 Olympics. So we have, from last week, the Jim Carrey and the Mussolini kind of tie-in. You know, who knows what coronavirus and Greenface and all of that kind of stuff will bring. So just prepare yourself. You know, July is coming. For those of you in the future that are listening to this, I hope that we are, we are right. Um, and I, I know that you're nodding and saying, of course you're right. Of course you're right. I, I hope that we're right, and I hope that we have a chance to, you know, change the way that people think about, you know, elections and how nothing's written in stone, but a lot of things are kind of written in clay tablets. You know, they're malleable, and I think it also puts, you know, a lot more focus. Everyone talks about the kind of money, the ground campaigns, and I think the one thing that this election is really showing the most of is none of that really matters as much as the magic that is being cast mm. on everyone. So um, again, yeah, that's just, you know, we, 
we are getting closer and closer to the truth. Um, you know, you don't even have to take our word for, for it. Just see what happens, everyone. Exactly. We're going to be on this roller coaster, whether we like it or not. You know, we're a part of this, this thing we call life. And unless we decide to astral project somewhere else, this is going to be our reality. So let's just accept it and, and kind of just start a comment on, on some of the, the seams in the magic that we see, right? Not everything's perfect. We can't assume that Stone Cold Sanders or Skeleton Joe are going to put on a perfect show. You know, we, sometimes you could see the wires. Sometimes you could see, you know, the helper behind the curtain. And we're looking for that. You know, Pete Buttigieg dropped out. He was one of the horsemen. So what about you know, Buttigieg, what about everybody else, Klobuchar, these people, Beto O'Rourke, gave their power to Joe Biden. And Beto has, you know, Texas, Klobuchar has, I think, Minnesota. So it's different parts of the world, different magics that we're dealing with now. It's, it's like, a, like a, a rainbow all going into, it's like, you know, the reverse image of the Dark Side of the Moon, you know, cover where it's a diverse color scheme, all turning into one bright white light, which is Joe Biden's teeth, the glare from his large horse teeth. And Pink Floyd predicted that in 1977, people. So this is something that has been written, maybe not on stone, but it's been written in vinyl, and it's been written on clay tablets. So we could look to those and, and see, maybe they didn't say the exact winner, but they're showing you, you know, that, that color scheme is Beto O'Rourke, you know, uh, Jim Clyburn, all these different factions of, of America, people who have magic, forming into one, giving it to Joe, and letting his teeth do the talking. And once we wake up to that, you know, I think it really changes our democratic process. Once we realize that if we cast a spell, that is the most effective way to, to make your voice heard in this quote-unquote democracy. Exactly. And the fact that you know, people learn how to read before they learn how to cast spells just goes to show you how weak they want you to be, right? You can read the rules, but you can't read how to manipulate the rules of reality. So, I mean, you're already given a disadvantage when they don't teach magic in school and that's something that we should be advocating for and something that i as um a public figure i think we all are public figures especially rob and i we're gonna have to start advocating for for teaching magic to children and even pre-k magic you know i, I want them to come with a certain curriculum a certain knowledge a base knowledge of, of magic so that you know, when I'm teaching them fire spells, they don't they don't burn off their their hand, their hair, their eyebrows. These are things that they could be learning when they're you know even in vitro in, in the womb. So <clears throat> I don't want to get on a high horse because that'd be on, I'd be on top of Joe Biden's head. But I just want to say you know there are a lot of things out here that can be changed in America that would make the I guess the country as a whole more powerful without giving power to the more powerful you know so te teach your kids magic that's all, that's all i'm saying i don't know how that's so controversial and 
all those people that gave their power, it, uh, I, I heard something on the news. They said it was a lot like a Avengers, you know, when, when Thanos snaps his fingers. And this is a Disney reference, and I'm so sorry to, to have not trigger warning, warned anybody. But um, a big bad purple guy, I'll generalize it, snaps his fingers and disintegrates half of the, of the living population of the universe. Yeah, we could call him Barney if you want. Exactly. Okay, perfect. And Barney is Biden with the, with, with, the, with the big teeth and the tail. And he snapped his fingers and everybody disappeared, right? Now, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Bloomberg. Today, even this morning, I heard that uh, Warren has, has just stepped down. So invisible, just completely invisible, gone, out, out of sight. And maybe they moved so fast. And I think a lot of them really raced to, to, to drop out. If you think about it, in the last week, there's been a mad dash for the exit. And that has to be because of Sonic the movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. All that to say, we're talking about the movie Sonic because we forgot, dude. And, you know, Rob mentioned this, and I apologize, and I apologize to everybody. Jim Carrey was just in the Sonic movie. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, you know, Sonic goes way back. Um, you may recall, I mean, I spent many hours with this little blue guy mm. um, growing up, you know, manipulating him, uh, making him run really fast. and. You know, last year it was announced that he was going to run all the way to the big screen. He was running all the way to Hollywood. And Sonic had some issues. Uh, Sonic, you know, when they, when they first revealed him, he was basically dead on arrival. Um, wow. he, was, he, was, he was mutated, transformed, nearly unrecognizable. Um, Wow, you know, and, and Nico's obviously knows what I'm talking about. You know, that ghost of the old Sonic is probably with us right now in our headphones. So, um, another disclaimer: you know, you might want to throw a little bit of holy water on your headphones right now because there is potentially a little blue hedgehog running right through your your speaker cords right now. So, um, if you have like an urge to run really fast. Slow down, mm. slow down right now, because they try to move. This is the problem. They try to move way too fast. They had a product that wasn't ready, but they had a ace up their sleeve, which was Jim Carrey. Yeah, Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, ace Ventura up their sleeve. Exactly. More like it. Exactly. And yeah, and but you know they buried they buried Sonic for a while. They had to do a ritual. Where they said, you know what, we're not going to actually release the movie at this age. We're going to bury this Sonic, this original Sonic. We're going to put him in the ground and resurrect a new Sonic. Um, all from, you know, the ad advice and lead of, of Jim. And what did we get? We get the top movie from when it was released. It was the top movie. Uh, wow. So that's the power of, you know, Sorcerer Supreme. You know, Jim's been 
you know, I think it was more important for us to discuss the larger kind of things at play. I think, you know, Sonic is just another kind of this, you know, for Jim, that was kind of like, you know, snapping his fingers. That was just like very light, you know, child's play uh, work for him. But again, it's, but I think it's important that we bring it up now because we mm. see the ripple effect that this has on our society vis-a-vis Reverse Underground Railroad, the political atmosphere that we find ourselves in since the movie has come out. Of course. Jesus resurrected his friend Lazarus from the dead, and they called it a miracle. Okay? They called it a, a living miracle. Jim Carrey resurrects Sonic from the dead. And I'm going to call it a miracle. No one else is calling it. We're going to call it a miracle because he deserves that. He resurrected something from the dead in 2020, not 2000 years ago when there was no video cameras. He, they caught it on camera this time, a resurrection. So for anybody who wants to question the Sorcerer Supreme, watch that movie first and see if you could do that. Because I don't think you could. I don't think you could. And, you know, salute Sorcerer Supreme, Jim Carrey. And, you know, let's just uh, say that it's something that we're going to have to study for years. You know, his technique, the way he acts. All of those movements are calculated. And by a wizard. He, you know, he, he's, he's more than just a wizard, though, of course. And I think we were very clear about that last week. So let's just kind of move on past that. And just that is a miracle that we're going to have to put in to the history, the history books, call Guinness, you know, so someone's going to have to notify Guinness and, you know, get, get him out of the bar and show him what this movie was all about. And I mean, I spoke personally with the Pope about this as well. And he said, yeah, yeah, it's in their ledgers. So, um, you know, he's, he's vying for sainthood at this point. Wow. Wow. So, you know, there, there is justice after all. You know, we may get a St. Jim Carrey at, at the end of all of this, and that's going to be worth it. You know, the fact that we nominated him, gave him that title, po- possibly notified the Pope. I mean, you talked to the Pope, so I'm not saying that we, we did it, but, I mean, who else, right? I mean, it has to be us. So, you know, a little pat on the back for, for Rob and I. You know, thank you for the applause, everybody. And uh, let's get to the final little tidbit of news. This is, I mean, we're really running the gamut here this episode because we've gone from political to spiritual and we're hitting our final mark. And this is something that our fans have been, you know, begging in 2020. They've been begging us. And I think it's time we give it to them. Um, You know what it is. You know what the hell we're talking about. But I think you want to hear it. So, so let's let him hear it, Rob. It's Depstep, baby. It's the We're first in. official one of 2020. Welcome, everybody. Guys, 
gals, X's, Y's, non-binaries, you know, gender fluids, anybody listening right now, I want you to count your lucky stars. I want you to count them and I want you to throw them in the garbage because you don't have any lucky stars anymore, okay? What happened is one of the biggest tricks that has been played on the American you know, media and the American public in the past 50 years, since Orson, or 100 years, since Orson Welles did the, uh, what do you call it, uh, his, his radio teleplay, and I forget what it's called. I think it's called Mars Attacks, Mars Attacks the Play. And everyone freaks out. They're crashing cars, you know, robbing banks, looting, you know, stores for, for Coca-Cola and that kind of thing. This is what the equivalent is with Johnny Depp in 2020. The Invisible Man. Now, what kind of role, what kind of thankless role is that for, for somebody who is, who is acting for professional? You know, to be invisible the entire time. We're talking about the movie The Invisible Man. But just in, in, in general, Rob, you know, to act invisibly, you know, the kind of magic you have to have must be pretty high. It, it really is. I think there's a common misconception that it's being acted by a ghost, you know, because ghosts are invisible. But, you know, if you actually run it through certain spectrometers, you will see that there's a distinct difference, right? There's the sort of ghostly auras, the ectoplasm that we'll pick up isn't showing up in this instance. This is a wholly different magic. This is a person or other sort of being, um, you know, vampire, werewolf, uh, paranormal being that is using magic to disappear themselves right before your eyes, even though that they are still there, lurking around the corner without your knowledge. You know, this is more about deception than being uh, a spirit and being ethereal. Uh, because, you know, at this point, they still have to open up doors, right? That's a, that's a main difference. Um, it's still debatable whether they can slip into the tiny hole in the DVD. I know that's, I'm, I'm bringing up a really old debate that we've been having. Yeah, and, and that you know, still, uh, we're still they not don't. Sure uh, and they don't, and I know they don't. And you can say well, all you we'll want. We'll have to see when it comes out to Blu-ray whether well, the whether he can actually get in there uh, or not. Uh, you know, so we'll have to get the Blu-ray version of this film when it comes out to do some further research to whether um, they can slip in there. Um, but but I, I think um, we need to start with some facts when when it comes to the Invisible Man because we're not just talking about one movie. We're talking about a character in a series of, of films. This is somebody who's been played by multiple people. And all of these people gave a little bit to the role. And, you know, the role took a little bit from all of these people. And in 2016, Johnny Depp was set to be the new Invisible Man. And this was right during the time of the, the Mummy reboot with Tom Cruise the Wolfman reboot with um, Benicio del Toro, Anthony Hopkins. So a very clear universal movie monster franchise reboot they were trying to do. And thanks to us, we were there for the mummy and, you know, we saw that ship sink 
And, you know, we made sure that no bubbles were left bubbling, you know, made sure everyone died. And, you know, thankfully, we ended that. Universal Movie Monsters, that was over. And they never got to make the 2016 Johnny Depp, <clears throat> Johnny Depp film. So because of us, you could thank us. But, and that's why I said, you know, you count your lucky stars, but then throw them away. Because then, like I said, the biggest con happened. You know, 2020, four years later, they release, whoa. Yeah, my dog Nico is, is pretty sensitive when it comes to, to Johnny Depp. Now, and I'm sorry, Johnny, yeah, maybe. Mentioning uh, his name is obviously. Just saying it. Conjuring such power. You know, we're talking about the Sorcerer Supreme. This is, Johnny's on a whole different level. And it's the reason why we spend so much time speaking about him as well. He is a paranormal being that has been with us for centuries. You know, Jim has, is more recently on the map. Um, but this is, you know, Sorcerer Supreme, this is like, you know, worldwide, you know, it, he doesn't, it defies titles, really. Exactly. I mean, this is somebody that has had, you know, millions of different identities. And, and let's get into that, because this is uh, very interesting. So we have um, the 2020 Invisible Man, and it is uh, starring Elizabeth Moss, starring somebody named Oliver Jackson Cohen. Oliver Jackson Cohen, OJ, OJC, um, Johnny Depp, kind of looks a lot like this guy, or maybe this guy looks a lot like Johnny Depp, and this guy plays the invisible man, so he is invisible the entire movie, you don't, you don't see his face, and yet we're to believe that he is in this movie. I mean, I don't know about you, but it's seeing is believing. And I think the only person that could pull this off, person that has had four years of experience trying to become invisible, is Johnny Depp. I mean, who has seen Johnny Depp for the last, you know, six months even? You know, thanks to our reporting, uh, this man has gone underground. And mm -hmm. there's been lots of controversy around him recently and it's forced him to disappear from the public image in a certain way so you know he's already been kind of playing this role and preparing and preparing and preparing four years they told him you know you were cast you are the invisible man johnny you know he takes his role very seriously he grafted you know he got a welder to graft on scissors onto his hands cut his fingers off Right, they attached to the bone for Edward Scissorhands. Tim Burton, when he saw him, had tears in his eyes. He said, "You know, you didn't have to do this. You know, I have I have gloves for you, Johnny." Johnny said, "No, no, you know, my hands will grow back. Don't worry." And that's when Tim knew just how powerful Johnny was because his hands literally grew back. You know, that afternoon, just like your nails would. This is the kind of power this man has literally cut off his hands and grow them back in a single day like Deadpool and Deadpool had a mask okay think about that Deadpool had a mask the entire movie except when they have Ryan Reynolds in like 
you know, his face and stuff. So that could have been Johnny. And the Invisible Man, that is absolutely Johnny. And I, I know there are a lot of people listening right now, and they're thinking, you know, I've heard Johnny sing before. I, in Hollywood Vampires, I've heard him talk. I've heard his voice, his tenor. And this sounds nothing like Depp. We have an answer for that too, okay? We investigated that too. Um, we cover all bases here. And we're not, a, we're not a sports podcast, but we do cover all the bases. So why do you think we don't hear Johnny, Rob? W what is it? Could it be that, you know, Johnny lost his voice or something? I mean, to me, it speaks more to this idea of being invisible. Like, the whole purpose is for us not to know that it's Johnny. But, you know, you're not going to get past the experts, especially us. You know, we see things for what they are, mm -hmm. but they're trying very hard to mask Johnny in this because he is desperate for a comeback at this point. And he will take it however he can. Yeah, and he's usually a very vain person. You know, he, he, he likes to do everything by himself. And I think this is one of the few times that he's really opened himself to some collaboration. And I right. think game recognized game, you know, Invisible Man knows another Invisible Man out there, right? And it, it has to be, you know, when you have all of the, you know, all the library books on the Invisible Man, how to, how to become the Invisible, and you see the register of, of, of the person who checked it out before you, and you're like, wow, we have a lot in common. We're researching the same things. Well, you know, and famous people know each other. It's, they, they got phone numbers. They can, they can call their agents from hell, and they'll connect each other, and bada-bing, bada-boom, he's in the same room with the, the David Spade. So um, if you don't know, and this is two people that are living under a rock, if you don't know this, David Spade has been the Invisible Man for all three Hotel Transylvania movies. That's a decade's worth of experience being invisible, but vocally invisible. You see the difference there? His voice is the Invisible Man's voice. He's been training to be the Invisible Man's voice for a decade. So it's the perfect marriage between Johnny Depp's invisible persona and David Spade's invisible voice. So, I mean, that's synergy right there. And that's the power that is coming from these two men that, again, this is all an illusion because this film right now is the top of the box office. And if we knew that it was David Spade and Johnny Depp, I don't know if it would be as successful. But, you know, they were still using their powers. They're still very powerful people. It's kind of a hard thing to kind of wrap your mind around. But get this. Like, the reason why we're seeing this movie anyway is because the power of David Spade and Johnny Depp, even though we don't know it. And that's the true story of The Invisible Man. You know, we are all Elizabeth Moss in this situation, being like, who is this following us? But why can't we get away? Mm. And then and we can't. they tell us, right, they tell us it's Oliver Jackson Cohn. 
um, you know, whoever that may be. Um, yeah. But really, they're giving us David Spade and Johnny Depp. And we looked at Oliver Jackson Cone, and we saw, you know, this is an actor. Uh, he worked in such TV shows as Dracula. Okay? End of uh, period. End of story. Okay, everybody? Dracula. That means, yes, he works with vampires. People that work with vampires know Johnny Depp. People that, you know, work with vampires love Johnny Depp. And possibly people with work, that work with vampires are Johnny Depp. So, you know, he was in a TV show called The Haunting of Hill House about ghosts, haunted houses. Johnny Depp lives in a haunted house. I don't, ha I don't have to keep on doing this because I could do this for the entire rest of eternity. But you don't need that. What you need to know is that he wasn't even in the movie. You know, his name was there, but not him. We're talking about Johnny and Spade, you know, Depp and Spade. And, a, you know, a Spade in that is Depp deep is almost like digging a grave. And the combination is deadly. So, you know, look out for holes if, if you're walking around out there. Because it could be that Johnny Depp and David Spade have set up a trap for you. And, and I'm afraid for you. I'm afraid for all of us. But mostly I'm afraid for Elizabeth Moss because she had to be on set with Johnny Depp this entire time. Who knows what happened to her? And we're going to have to wait a couple years until, you know, the NDAs, you know, go away or they kind of become null and void. Who knows? All I can say is that we got duped. I'm glad that we caught it. But we did get duped, and Johnny is is you know still as smart as a whip, and he's still you know on the top of his evil game. As evil as it is, he is still on top, and that kind of scares me. I think we should all be scared of this because you know, as scary as it is of thinking of Johnny being in a top-grossing film right now, you know, this is all just prelude. Right. This is all just setting the scene for something much bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, this is these are this isn't obviously this isn't his end game. Like he wants to be on top as Johnny Depp. And right now he's just kind of laying the groundwork. I've wow. heard some threads from the street team um, of where this may be headed. And really? it's heading yeah, oh yeah. It's heading straight to the top mouse. At Disney, yes, ladies, gents, non-binary exes, we're talking about the sixth film, very spiritually charged, what? of the Pirates of the Caribbean reboot. Oh, my God. They're, rumors are that they're bringing him back. Are you kidding me? Jack Sparrow survived the, the, the reboot? I mean, it's still speculation, but I mean, this is where we're heading. You know, this is when we're, when I, when we're talking about magic and, you know, we talked about this before with Skeleton Joe. So, you know, we didn't say anything definite then, but we all saw how that turned out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just keep on the radar. This is, this is what our radar is pinging up on our radar now. You know, we all thought Johnny was gone in a way. We thought we defeated it, him and this, but just, you know, mm -hmm. 
But at this point, it looks like he just turned invisible for a little bit. And he just waited for his time to sneak up behind us and jump right back in. Wow. Just when I think I'm out, they keep pulling me back in. And Johnny being in Pirates of the Caribbean, the reboot, literally changes everything. Literally changes everything. So I want you to just sit with that, everybody, and sit with that for a week and, you know, pray on it. Because the world just took a dive, just like the Dow, you know, during the stock market crash. Things just went, and it looks like, you know, there's a cloud that kind of started manifesting above me right now. It's getting a little darker where I am. So let's, let's be, be careful and let's be close and, you know, let's be strong together. And I want you guys to stay in the scene. Keep your eyes on the screen. I know this is, these are very frightening times. And a lot of the things that we're talking about make it seem like, you know, we are dealing with powers that are stronger than us. And it can feel hopeless at times. But know this, you're doing the the first way to combat that, combat all that, is doing what you're doing right now. Staying in the scene, staying together, mm -hmm. keeping our powers with ourselves, and translating that to higher powers. Because you saw, you know, even though these these forces have not been defeated, we've proved that we can sock them right on the nose, and we have made them falter. So, you know, we have done it once before. We can do it again. You know, it's going to take it. It's like a heavyweight championship. You know, you, you'll we'll knock them down. And just like Chumbawamba would say, they get back up again. Oh, my God. And that's a yeah. spell that, I mean, can be dissected for years. And, yeah, you know, we're going to be fighting the good fight. And we proved that they can hurt and, and bleed. But, you know, they're like Rocky. You know, blood gets them riled up. And what Reedan realizes, you make a vampire bleed, and he just drinks his blood, and all of a sudden, he feels more energized. So we might have made a mistake, but we're more powerful now, right? We defeated him a couple years ago. It's time to do it now with the power of the street team, with the power of everybody behind us in every multiverse. And, you know, we're going to get to the heart of this by getting the stake into the heart of Johnny Depp the vampire. So we love you guys and we will see you guys next week. We love you. Take care.